much video game news. But there's also a lot of video game movie news, and I don't know where the fuck to put that shit. <laughs> you know, that's that's a good that's a good segue point, really. Yeah, that's a good that's a good midpoint. It's a good segue, except like we were talking about breaking this into two episodes because it's gonna be a long episode if it's we don't be a long go episode because it's been a minute because we've been too busy to get all this you know going. So there's that's just, true. There's just so much to talk about that I feel like. Okay, if it's a movie, even if it's about a video game, if it's based on a video game, then I'll save it for the movie podcast that we're doing, the movie TV show. Okay. So we'll just do, we'll start with video games because of all the stuff. That sounds great. Welcome everyone to Excitement Incorporated. I'm Daniel. I'm Rich. This is a podcast where we talk about video games, movies, TV, sometimes Legos. Sometimes Legos. As you video joiners can see, um, the the yes. Mario question block on question mark block on our on yep. our. Uh, you can yes. go to our patreon.com slash excitement inc if you wanted to help us out. Um, make it so we can post these on individual channels instead of just, you know, um, putting one episode about video games and one episode about movies on the same channel with a different jingle so you know what we're about to talk about. You know, folks, as it turns out, um, Internet hosting is like pricey. It's it's it, it, it's not cheap. It's expensive as fuck. I would not have figured this ever. Yeah. I don't know why. I grew up in a capitalist country. It makes true. sense. You would think. You would think. Well, the capitalist country also like doesn't do anything to get to um stop inflation. That is also true. And then that's where we end up where we're at. So it's about getting accustomed to, you know, the price of video games being 40 bucks and then 20 years later we're looking at $70 games. Indeed. It's a problematic situation that is down with capitalism down with capitalism or whatever we need sure to i don't know capitalism eviscerate the pl- proletariat money's um, good yeah i mean anyways this isn't a podcast Never about mind. politics this <laughs> is a podcast about <laughs> it's gonna be really hard not to veer off into Welcome making the video game making, comrades making, stop. <laughs> stop veering off into fucking russian territory okay <laughs> Russia slash Ukraine. Um, it's a heavy situation, guys, um, and it's a heavy world, but we're here to give you a positive podcast where we talk about video games, movies, and uh, TV shows. But not on this episode. We're going to talk about video games and video games only. Why? Yes. Because there's been news. There's been a Nintendo Direct. There was a Pokemon Direct uh, this morning, last night in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we, we, have, we have things to talk about. So, I mean, this one's kind of hard because... We have two highly anticipated games that you and I have both been playing separately um, that, like, I feel like we could go on and on about, but I feel like almost like we should start with the news based on that. I, however you want to do, man. Based on, you know, like, the video game news and stuff. Give me what just you want to do, man, because I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I've just been out west. Just been out west. That's it. Okay, so we can, I mean, at least this way we can dig deep into, you know, um, what we're talking about. So, do, have you, you have you played any games other than Horizon Forbidden West? Any I beat one more boss in Cuphead. Oh, that's good. Oh, that reminds me of something else I've been watching. <laughs> oh, you've been watching it too, huh? Yes. <laughs> I forgot to put it on my list. Put it on the I'm list. Glad you did that. But that's in a different episode. Um, so uh, we'll talk news, and then I played a decent amount of games waiting for Elden Ring because I was 
losing my mind. So we'll we'll get into the nitty gritty, and I think we should start with the Nintendo Direct. Nintendo Did you Direct. see the Nintendo Direct? No, I didn't see the Nintendo. Direct. I just said I've been out. West. Well, you know what? And that's fine. I just like I like when um you don't know things, and then I can tell you on the podcast, and everyone gets to see how you react to these things. Indeed. Because important thing, this was a pretty solid Nintendo Direct, even though not everything in it was for me. Um, there were things in there that like I just didn't see coming for miles. Okay. Especially as it pertains to things like talking about Mario Kart Nine on the last episode um of of excitement inc and i was like look they're talking about it's like a it's like a health thing they're doing different items and they're balancing it this way and you know what they introduced on the nintendo direct Hmm. the booster course pass for mario kart 8 all right which they're going to release over a year starting in march here in a couple weeks uh they're releasing an additional 48 courses. They're doubling. Yes, they're doubling the size. All for, I think it was 20 or 30 bucks. Wow. Yeah. I'm so here for it. That can't, like, tell me that is not completely out of left field. I still can't do Rainbow Road, though. (laughs) How am I going to fare on these other courses? (laughs) Well, you might recognize some of them because they're all old courses. They are from the litany of Mario Kart games that came in the past. Every single one. Nice. So you're going to see basically a lot of, of courses you've seen on Mario Kart Wii, um, Super Mario Kart Double Dash, all of them. You're going to see the same courses, but they've been redone for Mario Kart 8. Nice. It is, that's kind of the coolest shit ever. I nice. mean, doubling the size. It's not like here's here's a couple more courses for 20 bucks. They're like, no, we're doubling the size of the game effectively. There's going to be like 91 courses. Jesus. This is, I mean, it's basically going to be Mario Kart Ultimate. Nice. Yes. Cool. That was, I mean, one of the, that was basically the coolest thing, in my opinion, from it. Um, have you seen the, the, any of these previews for Kirby the Forgotten Land? No. I didn't think so. No. That's okay. I think I've played a Kirby game once. Right? I'm not sure. Uh, well, I always wanted to play because I thought it was awesome. Me too. I thought too. it looked really cool, but I never played it. Me too. But, like, this Kirby game is, like, it looks kind of the coolest. And I don't even, frankly, give a shit about Kirby. <laughs> I, j- I just don't. But um, this game looks very much like, it's weird to say because my initial thoughts on it was, look, it's, it's, uh, uh, it's Kirby, but they're doing it like Odyssey. And then I remembered Kirby was the original one to fucking eat everything and turn into it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, That's what Kirby does. Yeah. Um, well, he used to like, you know, eat something and then like shit stars. Yes, that too. So, um, but then he absorbs things. But the, like one of the cooler things that they're introducing to this, at least it looks like they're heavily inspired by Odyssey. But this is the first Kirby game I've ever wanted to play. <laughs> okay. And He's as you see him a car. swallow a car, yep. And what are they going to call him? <laughs> not Carby. Kirby the nope. Bug? Nope, it's not Carby. <laughs> they do not call him Carby. And that's, I mean, I was ready to file a lawsuit with, with Nintendo for that one. But um, this one looks big. It looks, um, and the setting is like post-apocalyptic America. And uh, it, I mean, it's the first time I've ever seen a Kirby game that I'm like, damn, I want to play this. 
Um, so not only does he like swallow, you know, objects to kind of be, or you know, bad guys to become them and get their power, mm-hmm. he now swallows just whole objects like light bulbs to light up a room. He can uh, uh, light up a fan to be like a a, um, a fan on a on a boat. He can. Uh, we're watching him do water balloon mouth now. Tell me this isn't the first time you've been like, I need to play a Kirby game. I got to tell you, I think we're just all being hooked in by the convention of naming a game with an F adjective descriptor and then a general location. <laughs> Forgotten Land, Forbidden West. Yeah. No, you're right. They're fuckable coming. LA. There's a bunch of different <laughs> ones. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Sure, Rich. This is a conclusion you've drawn. Um, this, this is where I got to. Yeah, no. Like you're fine. not gonna play Super Mario Fuckable LA. Yeah, we're all buying that one. We're pre buying it. I don't give a shit what. You I mean, say. I'm sure if you got on PC, you could find a mod of of Mario, or he's just finding finding hookers, except the hookers are princesses instead. Could be. And then when they're in the car, they do the one up thing. One up. One, one up, up. One up. One up. One up. up. Yep, yep. 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 Because they're. You know what I mean. They're doing those things. And then things. when she gets out of the car, then you run her over and get your money back. <laughs> Wait, I'm get crossing genres again. Get your coins back. Yeah, you're crossing <laughs> genres again. I digress. Um, no, that's a video game. That thought is a video game. Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, there was that. Yes. A, a new Mario Strikers game. I've yet to play Mario Strikers either, so. I don't know if this direct was for me or not. <laughs> no, um, well, but that's the thing. It's irregardless. It's interesting, and the reason I'm even bringing it up, I haven't played Strikers either. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting to see what they're doing with the titles, what they're doing to move things along, what they're doing to um, kind of prove that they're this is old Nintendo again. Focus, Rich. Focus. This is a garage haunted. Focus. We're doing a podcast. No, the something garage is not haunted. Just, something just popped. Something, something popped Weird. and fell. But anyway, been, sorry. You've been moving things around. I have. But the point is, what, what what was Strikers? It was a soccer game on GameCube. Yes. And so the fact that they're bringing this up, I mean, I bring it up because I think it's important that they're going back and revisiting old things because the more thing, old things they revisit that we like, the more likely they're going to be doing those one-off things like right. Nintendo Switch Sports. Ah. Which is exactly what it sounds like. It is a sequel and new iteration of Wii Sports. Oh, no. But on Nintendo Switch. Oh, no. Easy, All right. Easily. I'm, I'm, I'm in. I know you are. I'm in. I fucking know you are. <laughs> the, that's the one thing I miss about the Wii. <laughs> that was pretty much it that I played on the Wii was the sports. Yeah, exactly. I'm not a golfer, but holy fuck did I golf the shit out of Wii Sports. Mm-hmm. So, um, their golf is coming in a later update, I do believe, but they, um, they have soccer now, volleyball, um, bowling was already there. Clearly tennis was already there. Badminton is an introduction then Chambara, which is swordplay, um, also coming. So like this is, I mean, to me, monumental, it means they're listening and they're like, what are we going to start giving people that they want at all? You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, and everybody's getting a thigh holster for the soccer game. <laughs> yes. Wow. <laughs> or their vape, depending on how douchey you are. Uh, pretty much. But <laughs> wow. Uh, oh, um, no. Um, oh, we already missed the online play test. It was we the missed it. And 20th. Oh, that's missed no good. that. Well, you would have been playing Forbidden West anyway. Uh, absolutely. So, yeah, they have like the online play. You guys can vape if you want. We're joking. 
Um, if you get uh, what is it? It's forty bucks, which is a fair price. That's all right. And I'm kind of here for it, you know. So, right. um, tell me that's not kind of. It's these things they're totally tuning into what we want. Absolutely. Because they're aware that Wii U was almost the last console they could do. Yep. Almost. Almost. Or at least that their next console would be their last console if they didn't get some fucking games out for it. Right. Yeah. That was uh Yeah. I the first like year that I had the Wii mm-hmm. the Wii U, I should say, I was still playing Wii Sports on it. <laughs> there you go. I was actually playing Wii Sports Resort on my Wii U because That's... the lack of games <laughs> and it was just backwards compatible. So I was like, "Hey, fuck it, we'll go." Hey, fuck it, we'll go. Yeah, that's a big deal. Well, and Pikmin Three. Pikmin and, uh, Three was the other big one that I was playing a lot on that. Fair enough. They have a deluxe version of that on Switch. I haven't played that. And Wind Waker. I was thinking about that's it. That's true. I was thinking about it. That's a good idea. I might get it eventually. It's not a bad idea. I enjoyed the shit out of Pikmin Three. Okay. Do- actually, I kind of want to. Plug in my Wii U and uh, revisit. Go back. Why should you just get on a Switch? Got more modes, more things, <clears throat> stuff to do. I'm playing Cuphead on my Switch. Oh, okay, that makes sense. You got to finish. Well, also game. and my Xbox. So. Yeah, I've been playing a lot of games. Uh, <laughs> wow, really? No, me too. Um, uh, they had some uh, Splatoon three. All right. In there, which is coming. We knew that was coming, and then. Um, Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes, which is just another Warriors iteration. Warriors likes to come in and play with our um, games quite a bit. Um, Nintendo games. Yep. But this one is based on the Three Houses game. Okay. That was released a few years ago. All right. Not shabby. Cool. It's Three Hopes. We thought it was going to be, me and Joe thought it was going to be a remaster of one of these games that are on um, 3DS and Wii U because they are going to be shutting down the shops sooner than later. For oh, no. 3DS and Wii U. Yeah, so if you oh. want to buy a game digitally, um, you should do that because I'll tell you right now, physical copies are doubling as we speak. Oh, absolutely. Already have. Yeah. yeah. They're just skyrocketing. It's insane. What can you do? Capitalism. <laughs> that was that was the impetus behind me buying a bunch of the uh, DS Pokemon games because I was like, these are going to resell for like fucking gold. Yeah. So, yeah. That's a good idea. Uh, the, Other uh, people invest in stocks. I invest in, <laughs> in vintage cards. You're funny. Nice. Uh, this morning, uh, Pokemon. Uh, apparently, today is Pokemon Day, and they, right. they updated on Pokemon Go, Pokemon Arena, um, and a bunch of shit that's for mobile games. I don't pay attention to that shit. Um, but um, we've got new DLC coming for Shining Pearl and Brilliant Diamond. Neat. And a DLC update today for Pokemon Arceus. Neat. And they announced Gen 9 of Pokemon, which is Scarlet and Violet. Neat. It's interesting, Scarlet and Violet. It is. Of all the colors they could do. It's not really, because they really started veering off into different territory. These are just colors again. Yeah. And it's not, it's just another red again. Red and another color. Red and a deeper bluish red. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, because, yeah, I was going to say, isn't violet when you, what you get when you combine red and blue? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting to me. That is. That they do it like that. Yeah. What remains to be seen is whether or not they're going to take that new open world format of gameplay from Pokemon Arceus. Mm-hmm. Or if it's going to be back to linear Pokemon. Which, even in its open world looking format, Pokemon Sword and Shield were not open world. 
they were still incredibly linear. Oh, okay. So it remains to be seen from what I can see at least. It just sucks because we can see Pokemon out in the wild. The only issue with the preview we saw for uh, Scarlet Violet was that it didn't show any explicit gameplay. So we don't know yet whether or not it's the open world gameplay set in modern day because Arceus is a prequel. Hmm. Or if it's going to be old school linear. It remains I guess to be we'll seen. have to see. We'll have to see. We'll I really hope it's see. the open world format, though. Because it, I mean, this the open world format scratched an itch for me. Yeah. Hard, hardcore. It's like I said, time and time again. And I played it more and I did end up beating it and beating the post game. Because, like, the whole credits rolled and then they were like, actually, there's a whole other extra boss and things you need to do. Nice. So it sent me to, like, collect six legendary Pokemon and um, fight the final boss and then two legendary Pokemon again all in the same fight, <laughs> which was a doozy. Um, Jesus. Yeah, it was. Um, but they let you upgrade your Pokemon's EVs much easier now. All so right. As you, it's really actually kind of cool. As you collect the Pokemon, mm-hmm. you keep them in basically herds and on a ranch. Okay. Back at home. And then you can choose to release them if you don't need them. And when you do, this guy walks up to you and is like, hey, they left this behind. And you get grit dust, grit pebbles, and grit this and that. You can use those pebbles in kind of ascending order like you would kind of like upgrades. It's weird. It's kind of a Dark Souls thing, actually, where um, you can upgrade like EVs one through three with grit dust. Okay. Four through six with grit pebbles. And then six through nine with grit rocks and then so on and so forth. Or grit stones and then the last one's a grit rock for nine to ten. Okay. So usually you have to breed your Pokemon yeah. to get their EVs up, right? They just let you do it by capturing the Pokemon, which really feeds into that gameplay loop, which is like, oh, I can just go out and do a run, come back, I'll get a bunch of uh, grit dust and I can upgrade my Pokemon and go. Right. The gameplay loop is so much better than that linear shit okay. that they've been doing in Sword and Shield and Diamond Pearl. That's why I personally really hope they stick to the open world format, just because I think that's what we could kind of use more than more linear Pokemon. Okay. Pokemon's done a lot of stuff since I was actively playing it, it seems. It really fucking... Well, what? This is mm-hmm. going to be the third game to release in... Because they said they dated it for later 2022. Yeah. This is going to be the third Pokemon game, actually fourth because of Pokemon Snap last year. Not that Pokemon Snap, I guess, technically yeah. counts as a... It, it is a Pokemon game, but the fact is, it's still Game Freak. Mm-hmm. Was it Game Freak that made Pokemon Snap, though? Uh, I think they they were a partner in it. They didn't... Oh, I'm sure they were. Um, Pokemon Snap developer. We're going to find out about this real quick. Like, how... Love- yeah, no, it was it was just them. Paxoftnica. Yeah. Is a video game works exclusively on Nintendo. Oh, that's a Japanese developer. Wow. Hey, you Pikachu, Pokemon Pinball, Arceus. So, yeah, they've been. Oh, no, people also search for. Yeah, so hold there's up. no telling what they hold, actually Hold worked. up. Hold, hold up what? Hold up. What? The new Pokemon Snap came out? Yeah, June of last year. June of last year. Yeah, it's been. It's been out since June of last year. Sorry, April. April! It's been almost of a year. last year. Yeah. All right. I, I'm going to grab my Switch and start downloading this. <laughs> you, you know, keep talking the news. Let me grab my Switch. Let me get this okay. downloading. All right. And then, uh, yeah, I'll be back. Okay, you go ahead. This. I guess I'll just stay here with everyone doing the podcast, everyone.
listen, there's there's something y'all need to know is that there's a magic to this podcast, and that's yeah, you might you might not come here for the most in depth of gaming opinions. You know, we're we're kind of us. We're There's not technically. Oh shit! We're not. Game's been out since last damn year. And I almost a whole year. Freaking no. Technically, we're not. You know, <sighs> full fledged gaming personalities yet. Mm, no. But you know, there's a magic to what we do, and that is. Rich stays eternally behind the fuckings. And and Rich is about to go download Pokemon Snap right now. Not keep in mind, not Shining Pearl, Brilliant Diamond, not no Arceus Legends, but you don't understand. Pokemon Snap. You don't understand. You just don't understand what how don't much I understand? time and energy I spent playing Pokemon Snap mm-hmm. on the sixty four. Back in the day. Oh, I spent a ton of time playing Snap on the 64 too back in the day, for oh, sure. Ridiculous. Oh, me too. It was like my favorite Pokemon game. It was amazing. Yeah, because you actually got to see the Pokemon up close. It was like the coolest shit ever. Yeah. Trying to get you and, and then see different poses uh-huh. and everything. And see which ones come out depending on what you do to change things. And keep in mind, prior to that, prior to that game, mm-hmm. the really, really cool thing was that Pokemon was now in color because of the Game Boy Color. Yes. That was the big thing. It was. No, Pokemon Stadium hit, and it was like, hey, we can battle in like the 3D realm. Cool, all right. On the TV. On the TV. That mm-hmm. was, yeah. But still. I liked the <sighs> Lickitung minigame. Where you could, where you, in the minigames, you could go in and like, you had to all be a Lickitung, and you had to hunger, hunger, hippos as much food as you could for points. Yes. With the Lickitung. I'm just saying, it was a good time. So, um, that being said. <laughs> The moral of the story, everyone, oh. after talking about all of this Pokemon stuff, is that... My wife is going to be so furious. Rich needed to buy new Pokemon Snap as soon as he realized it had been I, out I for long enough. I didn't even realize. So... Wait, wait, wait. wait that's... Wait, wait. What are you is doing? Are you getting out? I'm, uh, I'm making sure I've got the right... his wallet I'm, so he can pay for new Pokemon Snap, right? Okay. I have to no. make a new... Um, or is going into it. Uh, Legos partnered with 2K Sumo Digital and nice. Visual Concepts for sports games Wait. and then an open world racing game. Neat. So uh, to me, I don't I could get I couldn't care less about the sports games cuz sports games are sports games. Um maybe it makes it a little bit more accessible to the kids. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's Lego just wanting to get in on the cash grab. Not entirely sure. I almost feel like Lego would be better suited to make kind of a greatest hits, kind of like a Nintendo Sports, but like a Lego Sports. Yes. Where it's, you know, here's some Lego hockey, here's some Lego sports, here's Lego Olympics, here's, you know, um, kind of get into that and do those things. But there's there's um, one thing about their partnership with 2K on its own. Now, Sumo Digital made uh, Sackboy, Sackboy's Big Adventure. Nice. Which is a wonderful little platformer game. It is. The biggest thing to me that they're partnering with 2K at all. Yeah. Is that puts us a little closer to what would be literally a wet dream for you. The best wet dream you could ever have mm. that did not involve breasts. <sighs> is it Sorry. creates a reality in which, or at least a closer reality, where 2K and Lego could get together and make a Borderlands Lego game. Imagine making your own guns with Legos. Imagine making your own character. Imagine swapping out the items. Imagine first-person Lego shooter. I I gotta tell you. I gotta tell you. Mm -hmm. 
I would be down for a partnership between Borderlands and Lego mm-hmm. if it meant that I could build Tiny Tina's Wonderlands and put it on these shelves back here. You know that would come next. That is pretty much where my interest that would be a thing ends. Well, you know, because I, I don't really play Lego games. Yeah. I only build Lego. Yeah. The only time I've ever played Lego games is with like, with my nephew. Yeah. Or with other kids, you know, because it's like a kid-friendly game and it's engrossing enough and entertaining enough to keep everybody else on board. It's fine. And Absolutely. Um, here's the deal. I mean, Lego is they're venturing hard into the into the territory of um, harden the territory of uh, making. Did you see it? Yeah, the I saw it. Okay. I saw it. I'm yeah, building the tall neck once say. it drops. Okay, just making sure. The wife already knows. I'm oh, getting that May first. Okay. All right. So no, Lego is like they're venturing very hard into making. Lego sets about video games. Oh, absolutely. Which are awesome. We're looking at a tall neck from Horizon right now. Oh, they've been doing it. It looks phenomenal. Well, yeah, I mean, but they haven't gone hard into it since beginning with Mario. Now they have the Sonic set. Now they're doing this. They were making Overwatch Lego sets. Right. Until the shit went down with Wendy's Activision. Right. Not Wendy's Activision. Sorry, I'm thinking of Wendy's Blizzard based Activision. on what I'm going to show you. Blizzard Activision. Yes. Um, since Blizzard Activision had all their shit, Lego has since ceased the idea of pro- producing Overwatch 2 Lego sets. Well, and they were also going to be going into Warcraft. Were they? They were in talks about it. Oh, shit. Damn. And then they, and then all of this was, and they were like, you know what? I don't think the interest for Warcraft is still there. Yeah. So we're not going to do this. No, a lot of people. And then the rest of it went down and they were like, "Ah, we're sorry. We're just not interested in doing business with people that are doing what you're doing. But I'm sure Lego, you know, is in the business of continuing, you know, making the video game Legos. I'm sure they sell like fucking crazy. Oh, yeah. And for that reason, a Borderlands Lego set? Hell yeah. I mean, it is an M-rated game, but so is Horizon. No. Horizon's T for teen, I think. Is it? Who cares? I'm not sure. There's questionable language in there. Who cares? Um, ultimately. Not a lot. But it, some. Yeah. I, it reminded me of uh, Roast Day with Wendy's where uh, um, Wendy's said, hey, come at me if you want roasted. And instead of instead of asking to be roasted, they just went at Wendy's. The Overwatch League said, you're just like your burger square. <laughs> To which Wendy's replied, can't wait for those new Lego sets. (laughs) (laughs) Nice try, Overwatch League. Uh, Oh, God. I I follow Wendy's on social media. Yeah, yeah. Because of Roast Day. I don't know who they've got in charge of their social media. Oh, yeah. But whoever they got managing their Twitter account probably the best investment they have made in the past 10 years absolutely so what i am super here for i'll tell you what i've tried to play forza horizon um a couple times just because it's it's an open world racer game it looks kind of nice it looks calm peaceful like go racing and stuff like that and i cannot for the life of me figure out why it's so hard to drive those and it's probably because it is not just like mario kart exactly yep that's the main thing (laughs) well i remember when back in the day when the place when PlayStation 2 came out, mm-hmm. one of the biggest games for it was Gran Turismo. Yes. 
and it was like everybody if everybody was like oh you got a ps2 you gotta get gran turismo mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there was like three th- three games you had to have with your playstation 2 one of them was final fantasy 10 yes and the other one was gran turismo yes and i you was s- sitting you said three <laughs> Hmm? You said there were like three. Yeah, I don't remember the and third then you one. Said, okay, correct. I don't remember the third one, but those, those were the big two. Okay. So Jack and Daxter? Um, Kingdom maybe. Hearts? Kingdom Hearts wasn't out yet. Okay, continue. Anyway, so I was playing Gran Turismo, and I was like, oh my God, this is so realistic. It's so cool, and, you know, because it was cutting edge at the time and everything. Could not drive the car to save my life. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was like, you have to pass these three things mm-hmm. to play. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay. And I couldn't get past the first two. Yeah. So I was like, oh, well, I guess I'm not playing Gran Turismo. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny. This isn't going to work. It's funny you say that. I've never really given the strength to um, my dad or the BFFFF Joe's dad. But both of our dads love to play these racing games. Mm-hmm. Love to play Forza. Love to play Gran Turismo. And... That's why they buy their consoles mainly, or get them, you know, hand me down from us. And they—it's so funny because they—they're um, so good at those, and they talk about not being able to play our games. And I'm like, "Fuck that, dads! We can't play racing games, <laughs> but you can. You've got your strengths, dads. Like, let's well, put it, let's make it simple. You know what I mean? Well, let's 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 actually clarify here. There's racing games, and yeah. then there's driving simulators. Yeah, and. The Forza Horizon, Gran Turismo, those are more driving simulators. Yes. Because you've got to hit your brakes at the right time. Otherwise, you will go flying off the fucking course. Mm-hmm. Or you will smash into the wall or whatever. It's more realistic than and that's another, cruising USA or that's another issue I speed, have. When I, go, when I go soaring off the edge, I just think that's fun as hell. Right. <laughs> like, I can't do exactly. it in real life. I'll do it in a video game. Right? Exactly. But we do these in these open world video games. Yeah, the main reason I was playing Need for Speed Hot Pursuit mm-hmm. was so that I could not win. I would spin the car around and go against the police mm-hmm. and try and head on them. It was great. <laughs> God, I love that fucking game. That is how these things go. And my and my friends would always be like, "Dude, you're going the wrong way." And I was like, "No, you're going the wrong fucking way. How are you supposed to hit the police if you're going that <laughs> way?" Schneiderneiter, <laughs> uh, hot pursuit is now hot head on. <laughs> what are we gonna do? So, uh, Visual Concepts is reportedly because their partnership with Lego working on an open world racing game. Okay. I'm here for that. Yeah. Hardcore. I, I could be on for that. Yeah. Open 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 world racing game, like going around doing your stuff. Yeah, no, that sounds like fun as hell. Oh, especially if I can build my own car. Exactly. With like the massive back wheels and mm-hmm. the tiny, tiny front mm-hmm. wheels, so that I've got like just amazing torque and the whole front of my car has to be rebuilt all the time because it's just flying to pieces all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I would love for it to be like half driving simulator and half racing game, so it's a little bit realistic, and <laughs> that your car keeps flying apart. I, I just, know. I just could see just a need for for wacky races. Oh, absolutely! Um, coming back into play, where you know you go into races and everyone's car just looks fucking batty. Yep. There's a Batmobile's over here. Yep. This one's like a car that's on the back of a T Rex who is running. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, one car is like twelve feet tall, but the wheels are like tiny on the ground, yes. and it's just on stilts. Yes, another one's half dirigible. I could get on board for this. Yeah, exactly. Hard, it's going to be like wacky races. Um, absolutely, exactly what you want from a wacky races game. Yes, which I'm I'm here for. Yeah. I'm on board. 
Do you just keep checking your Switch to see if Pokemon Snap is I'm, finished? I'm making sure that it's not dying because oh, it, the battery's you pretty low. I probably dock? need to put it on the do dock. Do you want to put it? I'm closer. Do you want to put it on yeah, the dock Yeah, go ahead and throw it on the okay, dock. Okay, we'll talk to everyone while I stand up. Yeah, so Daniel's going to throw that on the dock and hopefully not block the camera while he's throwing it on the dock because holy cats. I cannot wait for this game to download. It's a lot of wires, and I really hope that it doesn't like change anything. And be careful. All right, we're cool. Good deal. We're good. We're good. It's charging. It's charging. Yeah, I, I sit power. down in okay. the power dice. No, no, we're good. We're good. It's actually displaying on uh, one of the other uh, HDMI channels. So, oh, I banged the table. What yeah, I, I'm good. Okay. No, that was the wheel. That wasn't any part of me. Oh, okay. I thought it was your knee smacking the. Oh center. no, no, no! I'm like, good. First off, how did your thighs get so fucking big? Second off, yeah. Speaking of Lego games, Lego games, they're creating just like every other developer. Hey, what was that? Oh, things are falling. It just fell. Things are, things are falling. All because you had to have your Pokemon Snap. You know what? You're the one who told me that it was out. I mean, well, frankly, it's... you could have gotten on the internet <laughs> once and like... no, never. <laughs> I don't get on the internet. I rely on you for my shit. Yeah. Okay, so we're getting a Super Smash Bros. Lego. Yes, essentially is what it is. I'm on board. I'm on board with it, too. I'm not totally, against it. Yeah. And um, apparently there's going to be a free-to-play uh, Disney Kart racer, too, which looked really fun um, until Mario Kart 8 DLC got announced. It's funny because I said verbatim. I was like, if they don't announce Mario Kart 9 in this fucking Switch or in this uh, Nintendo pre- 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 direct, direct I will I will be playing this racing game because I need a racing game fix. And then they announced the DLC, and then I was like, yep, couldn't care less about the Disney racer anymore. Don't <laughs> care. Doesn't matter. We're getting all that DLC for the other one. I'm here for it. Speedstorm nice. is what it was called. But it's free-to-play, which is like Disney a cool Speed thing. Storm. Yeah. And it doesn't, it's, it doesn't necessarily look like bad or anything. It looks kind of like a nice little, you know, racer fix. But, you know, I'm just – All right. After the Mario Kart 8 DLC got announced? Nah. You know what? I'm kind of pissed because I'm seeing all this footage here of Disney Speedstorm. Yeah. And at no point, at no point do I see King Candy, Vanellope Von Schweetz, Uh Taffeta. (laughs) But they do. They do have um, (laughs) all of the Disney racers we're already accustomed to because of Sugar Rush in Wreck-It Ralph. Listen, it's not a Wreck-It Ralph game. Well, no, it's but Disney Wreck-It Ralph is a Disney you would, game. You would think at least fucking Vanellope would be in there. You Exactly. You know? At least. At least, but no. Vanellope, King Candy. Yeah. Honestly, I would settle for like a bonus course of Sugar Rush. That would be cool. I would be down for that as well. I think that would be great. That would be wonderful. Good times. Um, Scrolling through video game news here. There's, you know, um, I'm going to tell you what I played. You know there's going to be a pod racing course with Disney. I'm going to tell you what I played now that wasn't um, Elden Ring, just because. Okay. Um, I was starting to knock out some games just because uh, I finally finished Arceus, like I was talking about. I had those extra bosses. And then we are now getting ready, um, me, Engage, and Joe, for the inevitable Monster Hunter Rise DLC that's going to be released. It is nice. called Sunbreak. And the cool thing is that Iceborne came out from Monster Hunter World not too long ago. And it was a massively acclaimed DLC based on the fact that they had just a massive game's worth of shit. It is not just a DLC. It is a full-on expansion. But it is a game size expansion. Nice. Oddly enough. So I don't know why they don't just call it Monster Hunter Rise 2 or whatever it is. But probably because 
it's within the same engine it isn't a whole new game they're not adding they're just adding a lot of new content they are not adding new weapons new skins new story well there is new story but because of the content and there will be new weapons they should have just called it Monster Hunter Rise. <laughs> they probably should. I'm just kidding. No, but they call it Sunbreak. Um, and it's coming out. They announced it um, uh, in the middle of summer last year. Maybe it was the Fall Direct. I'm not sure. But um, we've been prepping for that. And I tell you what, don't stop playing Monster Hunter uh, for an extended period of time unless you <laughs> play Monster Hunter a lot. Because, oh, it took me a second to get back in the fucking rhythm, dude. Oh, yeah. The thing about Monster Hunter, what probably deters people a lot, is that it takes a lot of dedication to even learn one weapon. There's 14 weapons. Holy shit. But learning the builds, learning the monsters, learning the way they move, learning what your combos work the best, it's a doozy. And it's not the easiest of games to play, and it is a grind. It is a grinding grind. Why? Because you it's it's the gameplay loop is you go in, you kill the monster, you carve it up, you use its goods to make your new weapons and make your new armor. So okay, I might I might have to pick this up. What works for me is that um, I think ultimately you would love it, but I will say it can be harder for beginners. But it's the perfect time for you to start because they just released the Defender outfits. Okay, which is something to do they did for Monster Hunter World, where they released basically a mid to top tier set of weapons and armor, so that you can blast through the the normal game before the DLC comes out. Nice. So you don't have to work at upgrading all of your low rank stuff. So you can get on, you download that set, you equip it, you will blast through the main story until you start getting back into um, basically high rank and making higher rank um, weapons and okay. armor, etc. Basically, the numbers scale up RPG wise. Okay. So, well, I I'm a big, 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 big fan of the grind. So yeah, my favorite part of Monster Hunter is probably. Um. Well, it's just doing that. But honestly, like one of the coolest things, at least, is that the the people you will meet online super cool. There is no competitive part of okay. Monster Hunter for any anything at all. It's You're all there. cooperative. It's all cooperative. So that's why when you go in and you meet people, they're all cool as hell. Nice. Okay, let me tell you a little story about Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate. Generations was on the 3DS. And Generations is kind of a greatest hits, if you will, of okay. Monster Hunter. It was basically the best until they went to Monster Hunter World and really opened it up with the technology they had. So um, Generations Ultimate was the version they ported to Switch. And that's where I started uh, learning my weapon, the hammer, um, okay. and learning just the basics of, of Monster Hunter, which is pretty cool. And I will say I think Rise is a great place to jump into because it's a lot more simplified. And they cut out a lot of the monotonous in-between bullshit okay. where, for instance, you used to have to paintball a monster if you didn't want to lose it. And then if it left the map, you could still see where it was. Now, it just shows you where the monster is. So you don't have to lose it. You don't have to run around. You don't have to – it just – they cut down a lot of the tedious bullshit in the middle, which is why this is all you know easily one of the best times to do Monster Hunter. Okay. But playing with people online, we played in Ultimate – and uh, we sent out, we needed to kill what is called a Diablos to get into the next tier. Okay. The high tier. It's called G rank. All right. This is above high rank. It's a big deal. This is where the hunts get to be about 40, 45 minutes. Okay. And we get in and we say, hey, we need help with Diablos. And um, this player jumps in. They're wearing a, a Zero Suit Samus outfit, 
um, because Nintendo um, works in collaboration and they have different outfits. Um, and uh, there was there was a Geralt from Witcher outfit. Aloy had an outfit in Monster Hunter World, I believe. So um, they do a lot of collaborations like that. And so um, this person, the name was R.E.B.K., and it's their gamer picture was of a pink toad we were like okay probably a girl so we started calling her rebecca just because we're like okay let's see how this goes and we jump in so you you can raise up your hunter ranks and joe was about 125 i had just started so i was only about like 52 rebecca was capped out at 999 oh damn oh damn is right so we get in they have automatic things you can say so we're beating up the diablos and then it gets into like uh, uh it slows down and then we can start using our ultimate attacks on it to which you can actually set it up to say things when you do actions in the game so like if someone gets dies and gets carted off the field which the little palico cats come over with a wheelbarrow and literally will you back to camp when you right. get down to heal you um it'll say like oh i'm sorry guys or you can be like you know mine is like we got you boo no -hmm. big deal there's a new thing in monster hunter rise where you can rodeo your monsters where um you use your wire bug which is a new grappling hook basically you use it you climb onto the monster and you can use that monster to attack other monsters nice or run into the wall okay until it falls down and you can do all your supers on it while it's rolling around in the dirt all right when I jump on it, I say, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> if someone else jumps on it, I say, click it or ticket. <laughs> nice. <laughs> These are all fun. So what Rebecca said when she got her superpower out was, Jesus is coming. All <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> we're like, wow. Totally wrecked this Diablos. Gets us into, uh, into G rank. And, and we're like, sweet, you got time for another? She's like, no, my mom just got home. Rebecca signed off. <laughs> so uh, 14-year-old carried our asses. <laughs> in, uh, nice. Monster Hunter, apparently. Um, so just the crowds in general. You can hop on with If you're having any kind of difficulty, you can literally hop on with anyone, and they will help you take something down. You just put it in your little marker. You don't have to have voice chat. You, don't, you can literally put in here, I want to hunt this monster. You nice. put what the monster is. You go in. People show up to your lobby. Everyone eats. You have to eat before you go out. Okay. Refill your items. You go out. You hunt the monster together. Neat. You get combos. It's just too fun. So, uh, been getting back into that because it can be a little bit complicated if you don't keep playing it. Okay. Gage just got it. All right. It said DJ and composer of the show. He just got it. So we've been going back through all of it, and I've been playing it a lot, basically with him. Then, I started just because we were both going to go back to it. Me and Adam, friend of the show. Went back to play Sea of Thieves because of the Pirate's Life DLC. All right. Which has Pirates of the Caribbean in it. Okay. Totally worth. All right. Absolutely free if you have the game. Okay. And uh, I just like have to say just because I've been so on and off about Sea of Thieves since it came out. And I still will always be the way I, you know, feel the way I did about it in the beginning is they should not have released it the way they did. It was not ready Mm -hmm. for consumption. Well, you were part of the beta, though, right? Yes, but even holding out through release, at release, when I went back at release, Mm -hmm. they still did not have enough content Ah. to make it worth a purchase. But I do believe it was 40 bucks instead of 60 bucks now, which helps a lot. Now, I would venture to say it is easily worth a a $70 or $100 price based on all the things you can do, the PvP modes, the fact that, you know, they have the open world, a pirate's life, they probably kill it with fucking microtransactions. But a pirate's life is a great reason to jump back in. 
more than anything is what I'm saying. Um, because it's the first time they take you into legitimate story territory. Because otherwise, you have tall tales, but you're still on an open sea with other players. You can just come over and fuck your shit up at any time while you're just trying to. You can literally be out at sea for three hours, coming back with a giant fucking ship full of loot and get sunk. And then those players just take your shit. And then three hours of gameplay is down the fucking shitter. Eesh. Yeah, it's a problem. Eesh. So, a pirate's life is uninterrupted. So when you get there, we got out to like where we needed to be on the sea, and then we started diving, and a siren starts singing to us. We dive to the bottom of the ocean floor. There were some um, ships tipped over upside down so we could stop for air pockets, and then we kept swimming down until we got to the bottom and found the Black Pearl sunk at the bottom of the ocean. All right. Yeah. It was exactly kind of what we wanted it to be. So All right. ended up finding fighting a mini kraken down there, mermaids. With uh, tridents we found and picked up and could shoot um, energy beams and waves. Nice. And then we ended up rescuing the crew. And uh, Gibbs walked out from a prison cell. He's like, oh, there you are. And I'm like, it's him. It's the guy. It was I was doing the Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. thing. I was like, it's him. I think it's totally worth, especially if you have fucking Game Pass. Yes. Absolutely worth getting on there. You have Game Pass. I Did do. I make you download it? Not yet, no. I really want to know how you do on the ocean because you already have motion sickness, let alone getting on the open sea Now, in a first-person shooter. Okay, that might be the kicker because I did just fucking decimate Black Flag. True. Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag, probably my second favorite of all the Assassin's Creed that I've played through. Mm-hmm. Number one being Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. It's tough to beat Brotherhood, though. Anyway. Yes. So I did fairly well with that. And, like, to the point where I was still just like, you know what? I'm kind of bored. Let me just use my little, you know, Jackdaw ship here to take out a fucking man of war. Yes. <laughs> and do it every no, time. No, Black Flag just, was easily my yeah. favorite, too. Black Flag yeah. was fucking phenomenal. Yeah. It was just, I was. I had mastered that fucking game. So awesome. It was so if absolutely it's anything like that. Oh, it's then, everything like that. Then I would probably be all right. Okay. As far as playing it. it yeah. would, I would have to get back into the swing. Naturally. Um, no, it's actually, well, it's a lot more intuitive because you have to raise the masts, point them down. You have to point them in a certain direction. To oh, you've got to do all the actual sailing. You have to do all the actual sailing. No, fuck that noise. If someone shoots a hole in your ship, you have to patch it up. And yes, I say it every time. <laughs> Stop blowing holes in my ship. <laughs> every time. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I do. All so, right. Um, Excellent. So there's plenty of things for everyone to do, and it can be just a slightly, you know, herring. The gameplay loop itself is fucking phenomenal. The game looks amazing. It's the best water you will ever see in a video game either. So yeah, plenty of things to do. I would like to get on with you at least once. Maybe we can make a video of it. Perhaps. I'll treat you like a new swabby. All right. And just yell at you the entire time. Yeah, we'll give it a shot. Just degrade the ever-loving shit out of you. Probably. That'd be, that'd be fun. And tell you to patch up my ship. Yeah. Be good for us. And then I'll come down and ask you why you haven't bailed the water out yet because you've been patching the holes. <laughs> and then I'll and then I'll leave and come back and I'll be like, why aren't the holes patched? Because <laughs> you because you've been bailing water. <laughs> and then the ship sinks and then I blame it on you. <laughs> it sounds like a good time. It does. It sounds great. <laughs> sounds amazing. <laughs> we should oh. do that. We should. I'll make plans for that. I'll put it on the itinerary. Right. I'll put it on the thing. All right. 
And <clears throat> before I ask you what games you've played, there's one more game that I played that was totally scratching my itch. There was a moment there last weekend where about a week ago, I was just kind of like, I finished Arceus, had some downtime, and I was like, I really, really wish I fucking had something to play right now that scratched my itch. And I was starting games and turning them off. And then I was on Game Pass on my PC. And I was like, well, there's this game called Prey that I haven't really heard yet. And I heard it's like a little like Bioshock. What no one told me is that it is essentially Bioshock and Dead Space combined. Okay. It's like they fucked had a baby and that is prey okay and i wish someone told me that sooner because i would have beat this game five years ago <laughs> all right <laughs> because it is fucking awesome so cool in the same way that you get to explore a place that's been you know ravaged the story itself is super fun and it's not only is it it not only is it more psychological it's more scary than dead space it's more psychological than bioshock the story itself is better in my opinion in the way that um you start the game you wake up you're in your apartment everything looks cool out the window it's this apartment complex you get out you uh, uh you wake up your brother gets you on the phone and says hey put on your suit um you do, you go up, you get in the helicopter, and he's like, I'm so glad you joined us um, here, um, and we're going to do this and that. We're, we're going we're gonna to do great things with science. Him and his brother are scientists. You get on, you go to the, you go to uh, um, this place, and they're like, we're just going to run you through some like normal tests. You jump in, into three different rooms, a sequence of tests. You're like, cool. They're like, I want you to hit the button and then throw this, uh, and then um, hide for us, and you hit the button, and I tried crouching in a corner. They're like, we can still see you. They're like, okay, move on. Okay, move move you over. You start doing different things. Um, the scientists ask for a cup of coffee. Um, you get to the final room after doing more of these just kind of monotonous tests, which are also tutorials. They're like, jump over this wall and hit the button. Okay. You get to the last wall, and the guy was is like, um, once you just answer some personality questions, you are, and then you hear him in the background, and he goes, this is my coffee, and he picks up a coffee cup. He's like, this isn't my coffee cup, and the coffee cup turns into a black, gooish spider thing that immediately sucks the fucking brains and soul out of his face, and he drops and then oh, okay. alarms start going off. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, ah, oh, they hit a button, they gas you, and you fall asleep. Okay. And then you wake up in your apartment. Again. Scared to drink coffee. <laughs> yeah, basically. And you start looking around things. You're like, okay, whatever. And then you put on your suit, just same as normal. And then you leave out your apartment, walk to you know just kind of go through the same loop kind of you open the door and the technician that was working on the um on the wall again when you left the day before is now dead on the floor also face and brain sucked out you run back in the apartment what the fuck i go back over to my my computer which had the email the welcome emails because i just joined the project all this shit and a list of emails that says get out Get out now. Get out now. Why are you still like, there? What the fuck? And Why are you like, still there reading so this? The, get out. The elevator in the hallway won't work. I don't know what to do. And I'm like trying to get out the fucking door uh, like to the patio. And I'm like, maybe I can jump down my fucking apartment. And, and I pick up a fucking book and I throw it. And the glass breaks in slow motion to show me a test room on the other side. I was never in an apartment, let alone on a planet. 
Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. All right. <laughs> yeah. So now I'm on a space station um, with things called mimics, which could be this yep, yes. coffee cup. Could be this. Oh, cup. I am. Could be this mouse. Could be that chair. Could be this chair. I am delightfully aware of mimics. <laughs> oh, okay. Really? Oh yeah. From what? D and D. Oh it, well. Okay. Still, basically, yeah. Same concept. Irregardless, it's not mimics quite. Are, uh, mimics are across the board. That's a big thing. In fact, <laughs> they just happen to call them mimics here too. They they also evolve when they um when they suck enough life force out of a person, they turn into a black gooish shape. So mm-hmm. it's essentially the same. Yeah, yeah, is what it is. It's like horror with mimics. I never really made the cross reference to D and D, but you're totally right. I I actually got my wife a Funko Pop of a mimic. Oh, you did? Yes. You want to know what it's mimicking? What is it? The Funko Pop box. Right. Oh, yeah. No, I've seen that. Yeah. No, it's. I, yeah. I, should I bring it? Should I, should oh, I go grab it? it right no, 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 <laughs> okay. no, no. You've left right. enough for this right. whole podcast. I'll, I'll, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I know. I actually have a couple of Pop Funkos myself. Yes. This, I, have, I have the Xanathar one. This is a this is a Funko Pop box that says Mimic, and then inside of it is the Funko Pop box. I, I that had is to stop myself. Like, ah. I had to stop myself from buying that. Yeah. That's super badass. No, that is super badass. Well, my wife was looking on Etsy and Mm -hmm. she saw um, 3D printed like doll furniture Mm -hmm. that was a mimic. And then the other version of it, which is the mouth that was like chomping, that is just like the couch. It's like this doll furniture of a couch, like a Victorian couch. And then Uh the couch has teeth and is (laughs) a mouth and grotesque and trying to eat. And my wife just enjoys the shit out of stuff like that she's like oh my god rich i just found this thing it's called a mimic and i'm like tee yeah you just found a mimic this could yeah. be fun yeah <laughs> well if she ever joins my D campaign i will make her the very first player character mimic she has she has fallen down the rabbit hole of mimicry that's awesome that's amazing well, that's maybe maybe you can play prey it's not nearly as cool. It's not like the, uh, the the cup has eyes that open up and look at you or anything. But, you know, when you're playing and you're walking through Talos 1, the, the space station, you have to look at, you know, so, like, if you see two chairs sitting at a desk, yeah, probably a mimic, right? Sometimes right. you can hear it clicking. Sometimes you don't hear it fast enough. Um, but the, the psychological element of the game is really fun, too, because you don't remember anything and you're trying to piece together a video of yourself telling you what's going on. Okay. Yes. So um, what was really fun, it was, uh, you know, kind of a minor detail that really fucked with me. And, like, I've never had a thing that isn't a jump scare really fucking unsettle me incredibly a lot in a video game since Dead Space 2, at least. Okay. Where there was a little – I went through a testing lab for Mimics where they were trying to discover, like, how Mimics work, why they do what they do. And there's a test function where in the room behind glass you can hit the A button and it sees a lamp on the other side and it turns into a lamp. And I'm like, okay. And I hit the B button. Mm. Turns into a coffee cup. Okay, cool. Hit the C button. It's a, it's a, uh, um, something else. It's a box. And it turns into a box. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> and I start walking away. And I hear it go, and it changes again. Mm-hmm. It hadn't changed at all. I turn around. It's a family portrait of your character, his brother, and their parents. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, dude. A picture I had not seen yet. Oh, no. I haven't seen his brother and this player character I'm playing in the same place yet. Oh, shit. And this is the first time I see this picture. 
is this mimic turning okay. it, and it faces me, turns into that while I'm All walking right. away. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty awesome. Oh, um, it is. I, yeah, that's, it was. Yeah. I, so I had to talk about it. It might be basically like my 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 newest favorite video. I mean, Bioshock is always gonna have a special place yeah. in my heart. That Dead Space is clearly too, but it is just a wonderful amalgam of those things, which are my favorite. Yes. Which makes it kind of hard. I've kind of dissed on Horizon for just being an amalgam of other games I've played, but aren't necessarily my favorite. So I could see how Horizon is so fucking just brilliant to you guys. You guys being anyone who likes Horizon as much as they do. Because Horizon is easily not one of my favorites. I'm really looking to playing Forbidden West because I like the setting of it versus the old school we're in the mountains. <laughs> open world thing right it yeah which all uses a segue now because that's where i'm at we'll get back yes. to me with elden ring later yes. but yes so yeah um i'm sure i've said it already on the show i've been playing horizon forbidden west yes you have and uh <laughs> since wow. i told you it came out today and uh wow on that friday on that friday I was like, yes. you were like uh, you were talking you were like so it. horizon comes out tomorrow i was like what <laughs> Now, see, that that is timely. That is a timely reveal of, hey, this game is out. Yes. <laughs> Not, hey, you know what? Last April, Pokemon Snap came out. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm not here to tell you when fucking games come out, Rich. The you are an adult. This? You are an adult. <laughs> To talk about to talk like about the games when you fucking remember to play them. <laughs> are you here to stay in fucking loop? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, well, let it be known now. That's what I'm relying on you for. <laughs> Welcome to Excitement Age, where, where I play games and remind Rich to play games. Remind Rich, hey, you know this game you've been really looking forward to playing? It's a good thing I fucking told you. Now. It's a good thing I fucking told you, because I would really have assumed, as much as you liked the first Horizon, that you already had it. We would have gotten here, and I would be like, how's Horizon Forbidden West? You'd be like, what? I would be like, what? What, what again? What? No, in in fairness, it's been out for after, two weeks. After you after you told me, yeah, I saw no less than seven ads mm. saying, "Hey, pick up your copy tomorrow." Yeah. So I was like, "Okay, we're all right." So yes, mm -hmm. you you wouldn't have gotten too much of a beating. Okay, for not letting me know <laughs> because you know the rest of the universe was in alignment with that and being like, "Hey, Rich, don't forget about Forbidden West." Yes. So. Uh, I picked it up. I, I left work that Friday, got to Best Buy, and I was like, Horizon Forbidden West? And they were like, for PS4 or PS5? And I was like, ooh, PS5, please. <laughs> and they were like, okay, here you go. Go, run. And it was Launch Edition. I was like, okay, what does Launch Edition do? And it comes with an outfit and a weapon, which is fine. Not a big deal. So, Most PS4 editions come with uh, PS5 upgrades, by the way. I figured. Yeah. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Okay. Cyberpunk 2077 did. Yeah. So. Which I haven't touched because, well, I've it, been in the West. Well, anyway. so <laughs> <laughs> And it didn't come out for almost a year, but whatever. Right. So, well, I also had to pick up, you know, the complete edition of Horizon Zero Dawn. Because for whatever reason, I have not been able to download Frozen Wilds to my PS4 for like the past four months. Weird. But when I got my PS5, the complete edition was downloadable for it as well as the art of Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, cool. Okay. So I downloaded that for PlayStation 5, and I was like, all right, we're cool, we're going, it's yeah. fine. Fuck right. this, run. Okay, got it, going. Forbidden West. Forbidden West. So awesome. From Jump. Now, I, that being said, 
this could easily have been Horizon Breath of the West. I mean, it is so close to Breath of the Wild now, even closer than it was before. Mm-hmm. In that now, you get a glider. Mm-hmm. And you can glide through the air with this like partial shield and stuff. The environment is the same yet just even more immense and rich and mm-hmm. just beautiful. And I made the joke when I powered it up Friday night. I texted you and I was like, you know, I, it's been about a week since I played. Because all week was just fucking hectic and I didn't get a chance to play. And so I was like, all week, haven't played. And it's like my game system's talking to me. It's saying, oh, did you forget how uh, immense and beautiful this game is? Well, let me fucking remind you. Because <laughs> right when I power it up, I'm like, oh, my God. And Christy walked in a couple times and was like, this is a movie. You're not playing a game. This is a movie. Because it was so clean, seamless, crisp, beautiful game. My mom did the same thing um, when she walked in. She's like, what are you watching? I'm like, um, I'm playing Spider-Man. It's like, what? Yep. (laughs) Yeah. So being that this is the first game for the PS5 that I've gotten and played it, I see where it went. I see where all of the hype for the PS5 is Mm -hmm. because of that richness there. I cannot wait for the other games to come out that are the main reasons I bought the PS5. Mm Mm-hmm. Because the whole reason I was able to get Horizon Forbidden West right when it dropped was because I called the wife and I was like, hey, honey, guess what happens this weekend? <laughs> and she's like, what's that? And I was like, one of the three games that is the entire reason I wanted a PS5 <laughs> comes out. And she was like, okay, so you're getting it? Yes, I'm getting it. Okay. Nice. Done. Done. Now, I'm hoping she's on board for Pokemon Snap. We'll see. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Because you own it now. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. At this point, it's about asking forgiveness than permission. It's anyway. true. So, um, if you enjoyed Horizon Zero Dawn for the story, for the environment, for the um, plot going through it, you will be so on board for Forbidden West. Okay. The story just gets better and stronger and richer. I didn't mind the story at all. Zero no. on. If you're if you were playing it because of hey, you know what? There's robotic animals that I can like fuck with, fight, ride, whatever. Mm-hmm. You will be so on board for Forbidden West. Yes. Because it is that and then some. Last night I destroyed an elephant. Mm-hmm. A robot elephant. Yes. That was no less than a walking fortress. Like the Lord of the Rings Oliphants yes. in, in Return of the King. Yes. Yeah, it was one of those. Yes. With the fucking platform on it with the soldiers up there and everything. Holy shit. And I'm sitting there with a bow and arrow. <laughs> and there's troops on the ground like hunting me mm-hmm. as well as this fucking mammoth hunting me and i'm just running around going oh shit 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 shit." run slide hidden in the tall grass does it spot me no does it spot me no here comes a soldier okay we will silence strike that oh fuck i'm seen run run oh shit oh shit oh shit so yeah it took me about two and a half hours of trial and error to fuck that thing up 
Oh, wow. And I did it. Of course you did. I did it. You took it down. I took it down. That's the good shit. And I was just like, oh, that feels good. That feels good. Yes. Because this game is so fucking new that there really isn't any online help no, for it. No. So I was sitting there. I'm like, how the fuck do I do this? Yeah. How do I take down a robotic elephant with an armed escort on top of it and all around it? Yeah. It's that trial and error that's really fun, though. Yeah, it is. It's kind of figuring out what they're going to do, the new places you can go, the new things you didn't know. And that's yep. always the fun thing is, like, especially games with, you know, that are as deep as, as ones like Horizon, also figuring out new things, like, in the middle of battle sometimes. Yep. And you're just like, oh, I can do that? I can do that. <laughs> yep. Oh, and the, the mounts have increased and just gotten better. Mm-hmm. The Thunderjaw which was the big baddie mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the last game. Yes. Seems a little small and weak now. Oh, really? <laughs> Especially after the battle with that mammoth. Right. I was just like, you know what? I could I could probably take down a Thunderjaw now. But they also... They also uh, really, really toned down some of the weapons that were getting overpowered. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, geez. I'm so gassy. Anyway, there was a... In Horizon Zero Dawn, you can put mods or um, little, uh, what the fuck are they called now? I don't know. The slots, the weapon slots. We know what you're talking about. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Upgrades. The upgrades that will add stats to your weapon. Yes. Well, if you got the explosive trip caster that had three slots on it and you put like the massive damage enhancing ones on there especially the explosive damage-enhancing mm-hmm, ones, mm-hmm. then you could easily just put out like 10 or 12 tripwires that were explosive at that max, and then the minute a Thunderjaw crossed it, dead. Oh, It was essentially a one-shot death on the Thunderjaw, mm-hmm. which was the main way I was taking down Thunderjaws okay. in that game. It was just like, you know, zip, 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 zip. all right, I just put down 10 tripwires, yeah, right in his path. He's on his patrol. Boom. Okay, now I can go and harvest all those parts. Yes. Can't do that here. No. No. There are there are limits to how many traps and tripwires you can put out. Mm. And if you want to put out more, you have to enhance your skill tree as a trapper. Oh. <laughs> there were there were um there were pluses to like your aim or concentration in Horizon Zero Dawn to where you could, if you progress down the archery skill tree, then you could get, like, more than one arrow firing at a time. Mm -hmm. You could get... um, Slow-mo. Slow-mo and enhanced Mm slow-mo. And your slow-mo could meter could build up faster and everything. Mm -hmm. That is now split across two different skill trees. Oh, wow. One as a hunter and one as an infiltrator. Oh, so there's now, there was like, you know, I want to say five skill trees that kind of interplayed with each other in Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. In Forbidden West, those skill trees are now spread out and just as you go through and gain abilities and level up certain areas, you get Valor powers where you can go into like almost a... Into, almost into like bonus mode Ooh. and 
you can set your focus. There's one where if you get enough of the um, warrior skills down, then you can s- open up a valor skill that will allow you to attune your focus to enhance your critical hits. So it will show you where the critical hit is more impactful. Mm-hmm which also increases your damage and the likelihood of you hitting a critical hit. Got it. So, and then, like, there's one on the healer track that that Valor skill beefs up the power of your uh, potions. Mm -hmm. So whenever you drink a health potion, it actually will, like, double the amount of health you get, put you above what your regular health is, and add a regeneration factor. Wow. For, like, a minute or two. Okay. So they really want you deep in the in the RPG aspect of this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And they took a lot of the shortcuts that we had in the original game and took them out, nerfed them. Like that tripcaster thing. No. Yeah. Same thing with the um, the sling. Uh huh. Nerfed down a little bit. Yeah. There are other things now that they have added that are like special weapons like the um glider so that is now a legendary type weapon that stays with you right and another one that's in there now is the pole caster Mm -hmm. which is essentially a grappling hook so now if there's a grapple point you can jump and then hit your pole caster and it will shoot out and haul you up the cliff it's super cool that i'm you know that's one of the things is like the mobility in the game and the verticality of it looks very very enticing to me yes um that has changed dramatically from the last one and i think that's something that that these games you know a lot of these new games are really taking from breath of the wild is adding to that verticality aspect um in addition to the open world yeah you know um and then of course there's the rpg elements of like the way you can combine things add things you know um do this stuff but it sounds very much like like this one is is really really taking taking what it had already kind of had and like like totally ramping it up a whole new level oh yeah and then of course making it more enticing because open world fatigue is a really bad thing right now like it's a lot of people have open world fatigue and will not play. like i i have so many open world games that look amazing i would love to play Mm. i'm not gonna play them right because i just i can't like the the main reason the one assassin's creed i have purchased since odyssey and there's only been one (laughs) (laughs) or two at least right is valhalla but that's because they brought the sailing back on the water i guess it's probably an odyssey as well i don't know i was just in the mood for vikings i guess but like it's the open the open world fatigue is so real. Yeah. And and it's just like they they have to have a way to bring you into an open world that isn't just a lot of things to do. Right. It has to be inside of the gameplay. It has to be inside of the way things operate. It has to be the scale of the world you're in. Yeah. And all of that. And by, you know, like I said, it looks to me and especially if they introduce the new gameplay a design element that is a grappling hook. Yeah, the game ha- and a a, a a a fucking glider. Yep, it's got to be far more vertical than the last one. There's other stuff too that yeah. I haven't even like discovered mm-hmm. yet because when I first plugged the game in, here's the closest, the biggest similarity to Breath of the Wild that I experienced when I first started this game was that I I go in and I'm 
looking all over the place. I'm going all over the place. You can dive underwater and experience a completely different world under the surface of the water. And I was just, and I was exploring and everything. And it was like, oh, you don't have what you need to go here yet. We'll mark it so you can come back later. But right now you can't go any further. Go back. So I was like, oh, okay. And I'm going through this, going through this, you know. And then I was like, you know what? I should probably get to the main story. Yeah. So then I get into the main story and I finally get to a point where I'm like out of the realm of the old game mm-hmm. and going into the West. Yes. Finally, I'm yes. passing beyond Meridian and into this other area. And at this point, I've been playing for about, you know, 23, 24 hours, you know. Mm-hmm. And then it says... And then after this cutscene where it's like explaining what's forbidden about the West and why all this is happening, mm-hmm. then it says Horizon Forbidden West. I'm like, all right, <laughs> I just started the game, just got into it. Okay, Woo. here we go. <laughs> so that was that was like my big throwback to Breath of the Wild because it was like, oh, you got off the Great Plateau. Now you could actually play the game. Yes, and it's. Surprise, it was, here's it the was game. hard, hard the same way. Yeah. It was just, you got your glider, you left the Great Plateau, you're finally playing the game. You get out of Meridian, mm-hmm. in, in Forbidden West, you get out of Meridian, you take down one of these rebels, and he has your glider. You pull that off of him. Horizon Forbidden West, welcome to the game! Jeez. <laughs> so I was like, okay, this, and, and it gives you that feeling, that feeling yeah. like, Oh, I'm scratching the surface. This yes. is going to get amazing. Those are always awesome. Yes. Yeah. Now, prior to the elephant, mm-hmm. I um, took down a massive robotic warthog. Like, massive. Like, the height of Aloy is oh. at its shoulder. Okay. And, you know, you were hunting the smaller wild pigs and warthogs. This is just a fucking massive one. And then the first cauldron I go into is an override for that warthog. It's mountable. Whoa. <laughs> the warthog is your mount. Wow. And they are just as plentiful as the strider. Oh, so you can mount most anything. You can mount. Tame. Well, there's different ones that you can mount. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a uh, there's a giant lizard mm-hmm. robot mm-hmm. that you can mount. Mm-hmm. There is a, um, there's several different flying robots. It's not just the um, Glintock. There's a Sunwing that just sits there basking in the sun. Mm -hmm. And then the minute you swipe on it, it turns on its shields and just fucking irradiates you. It's (laughs) so rough. It's Ooh. so rough. And the thing is, is that it kind of blends in with the hillside uh-huh. when it's just sitting there sunning. And when it's sitting there sunning, it will not do anything. It is not aggressive at all. Yeah. But the minute you swing on it, it's going to fuck you up and call to every other sunwing within its call. Oh. And that's when you realize that, oh, this one sunwing that I just found is actually 25 fucking sunwings <laughs> that are about to roast my ass. So that sounds kind of like the coolest aspect of it is like you go to the new lands and that's a big part of like not only the story but the the overall um medium of 
culture the culture inside of like you know i mm-hmm. like to think of it as a culture inside of a video game is just the way it feels yep. when you go in whether you know the way the story ties into the game plan as well but it makes you feel just as helpless you talk about getting off the great plateau and just like every other game it makes you feel just as helpless as you do like waking up and coming to a brand new world in breath of the wild you yep. know which is this one where you come in and despite the fact that you were like totally you know unlike open world games in the past where you start over whether it be a sequel or a new one but if you're in a sequel it's kind of like oh it's not really like new territory it's just you know i have some of these powers but i guess i just have to start over again it it actually feels like a step up like you are aloy going to a brand new place where you have no idea what's going on absolutely it doesn't feel as much like a like a a sequel as like a whole new chapter yeah it's it is or not, not a, another chapter, but a whole new sequel. It's it's not. It is just the progression of the story. Yes, and the challenges are completely new, different, scaled up, and because other things are scaled down, that scales up a lot more of the difficulty right. as well. It's weird. It's weird that I say this out loud, and it makes me think about how much we're used to nostalgia as a thing. Think about all the movies coming out. All yeah. the things we're seeing, um, a lot of games that they're trying to, you know, re-release based on, you know, nostalgia and how that works. Is it weird now to see something? Because I'm just basically describing what a sequel is supposed to be, which is a lot of the same in an, and also a lot of new. Right. <sighs> but at least it sounds cool that they're working in the idea that Aloy goes west. This is a whole new place. Like, it's a whole new style. It's a whole new everything. Everything is all new. And it might as well be a brand new first game. Pretty much, yeah. Hell yeah. You don't see a familiar robot until like, well, okay, the Chargers are the only thing. Right. That's the only carryover from the previous game. Wow. And those, when you start, you can still override them, turn them into mounts, and ride them. That's That has not changed. She still has those overrides. So she's still got all the old overrides in her master override spear. But when she gets into the Forbidden West, they are completely different animals. They are completely different robots. She can't override anything except the chargers. And those chargers are very few and far between. So if you find a mount, you have to keep it repaired. You can repair your robots now. Oh, okay. So if your ro- if your mount takes damage, you can burn metal shards to repair it oh. and bring it back to full health. It has to do that because you are not going to find a new mount for like the first 15 hours unless you go into and override a cauldron to get the new mounts, the mm-hmm. bristlebacks, mm-hmm. these massive fucking warthogs. Damn, okay. One of the first robots you fight is a wide maw. Mm-hmm. That a is a hippo. Oh, oh shit. Okay. Now, hippos are are kind of known in their environment for being like, "Don't fuck with a hippo. They will mess you up. Yes. You will die." Yes. These, in Africa, these are the things that kill you the most. And 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 yeah. Same thing here. Yeah, I bet. This wide maw actually has a a vacuum in it 
to where it will spin and vacuum up everything and its mouth just opens oh, wide, wow. just like the hippo and then it'll jump in the air spin while it's sucking everything in oh god and then it will just explode its whatever it took in out oh and it it will it will shred you it's it's like holy fuck this is amazing it, it's fun to hear about like new animals and new aspects because <clears throat> i'm gonna segue now looking okay. at the time because um, the newest, the newest animal in Elden Ring is tortoises. Tortoises? Yeah, and you have to murder them <laughs> for for tortoise necks, so you can craft uh, stamina potions. There's a massive snapping turtle in Horizon. Is there? Okay, well, we're not talking about Forbidden <laughs> West anymore. We're talking about Elden Ring. All right, yeah, okay. we segue to Elden um, Ring. Yeah, Sorry. B- before you. <laughs> I, I, had to, I, I, I could go on I bet you about could. this fucking game forever. I bet you could. Ever, I was just looking. Elden honestly, Ring. I'm willing to let you keep going about Forbidden West, if not but, No, I need to hear about Elden Ring, time. so tell me about uh, Elden uh, Ring. Well, okay, here's the deal. Elden Ring um, is what sitting at a 98 on Metacritic. It is one of the best reviewed video games of modern gaming history now. Why? I'm not entirely sure. Okay. Because while, don't get me wrong, Elden Ring is amazing and I'm going to tell you why. Is it more like Breath of the Wild? Yeah. Is that what smart open world games are doing now? Yeah. But... Is there that much new? Is there that much broken ground in this game? Hard no. So, um, that being said, I think it's it's got enough new in it to make it not Dark Souls, because it's not Dark Souls. You know? Um, it's not Bloodborne. It's not those things. And Joe put it best. Every time you play one of these games, it's... It plays like what they wanted to do the first time. Okay. In Dark Souls. Dark Souls wasn't entirely finished when it was put out. There's a section of that game that's just complete horseshit, bullshit, annoying. Oh, is it the first five minutes? No. Um, it's <laughs> was for me. It's the third <laughs> section of uh, the entire um, of the campaign of that first one. And Dark Souls is not an easy game to start. I started you on the wrong one. Absolutely. And But at the same time, it's just kind of this thing of like, well, how far can people actually get if you don't give them, you know, like a linear experience? And that's kind of the biggest thing of about these games is that where can you start? What can you do? Elden Ring, fucking amazing in that fashion. You start and you go to the open world. You're boom. You're in there. You're it's you can go everywhere. Mm-hmm. Just the same as basically other dark, dark, uh, dark souls, Elden Ring, Bloodborne, whatever. Except they're still linear in the way that you can kind of only go two ways. A third way, you need an item to kill anything in. But the two ways you can still go. But that second way is going to have a dragon you can't beat. Okay. So you end up going that first way because it's the easiest. And that's kind of the way they intend you to go anyway. Elden Ring, certainly not like that. I probably played for 10 hours before I got to the first main boss. Yeah. And it is massive. The world teeming with life. And the verticality of it, fucking amazing. Okay. So it's weird to say because your explanation of Forbidden West has a lot of similarities 
to mm-hmm. Elden Ring and what I'm about to say outside of the fact that they're both the same games. Is this easily going to be the easy, easiest introduction for people into these games? Absolutely. Hands down. This is like if you wanted to play this one, mm-hmm. I would say that you would have an easier time of playing this than any of the other From Software games because of your wide selection of options to get used to the world it's not one set of enemies you have to fucking beat through Mm. to get to the boss um but it is far more um a wide option and of things to do because from the get-go you have your first area and there are map obelisks you can find to spread out your map and get your map pieces but if you want to go fight a dragon first thing you can do that he's right around the corner there's a boss in between you and the first um, side of grace, which are the new campfires. Mm-hmm. Um, you could fight him for an extended period of time if you feel like, you know, fighting and beating him. He's also on a horse and he has ridiculous reach and he will fucking kill you in one hit if he feels like it. <laughs> so I haven't gone back to fight him yet just because I don't feel like it. So it's a lot of open world exploration okay. inside of the Dark Souls formula. Okay. So for that reason, I is it do I have any complaints about the game? I guess not really outside of just the stupid difficulty, but it's hard to complain about that. Why am I playing these games if I don't want that (laughs) stupid difficulty? Right. Which is it's in its own. The other thing that kind of sucks is I basically picked hard mode by picking an astrologer, which is the class in this for a sorcerer casting sorceries it's one of the few times i've picked you have different builds and different stats you can do hypothetically when you start these games you can pick um you can pick any starting set of stats but then you can spread them out however you want so if you feel like being a sorcerer with a lot of health you can just crank up your health crank up your um your intelligence boom your sorceries start going you know up and you don't get one hit but if you want to be able to cast more than three, you also have to put points into mind, which is your mana gauge. Uh. Therein lies the rub. Um, and you can and basically grind up um, enemies, get your souls. Every time you level up, you have to get a little bit more souls every time. And that's kind of the difficult part. Sorry, I say souls. In this game, they're runes. Okay. So... Um, that's kind of the weird thing is you hop from game to game. It's the exact same thing, different name. So instead of Estes flasks, I have flasks of crimson tears and cerulean tears, which are my health and my mana. Okay. Yes. All right. You can, Elden Ring is still merciless like all of the other from software games. Okay. Easily. But at the same time, it does manage to be the most accessible Okay. Um, in the way you can take your baby steps wherever you want. So if you can't beat something here, you can leave and come back. It does not hinder your progress to leave and come back. Okay. Which is a good thing. That being said, the first boss is still a typical fucking from software first boss who is a motherfucker. Yeah. So unless you go strength quality build, um, which is what a lot of my friends are doing right now, it's a little harder to beat bosses on your own just a little harder okay because for me i can't put a lot of like my points into health so i have to stay way farther away right 
it would be real nice if this gigantic motherfucker with about uh 18 to to 30 arms sewed to him his name is godric the grafted couldn't literally close the distance of 50 feet between the two of us Mm -hmm. in one leap jump and coming down with his axe which he's coming down and he will do it in a big wide swing and he hits (laughs) right okay it's that timing too which luckily the dodging is a little bit more like head-on um in the way that Sometimes it's better to roll into swings, and they give you a lot of inf- invincibility frames, okay. which is when you can roll through something that's coming directly at you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, that's what we call those. Ultimately, this is the easily, easily, it's the, it's the best from software game. It's the best Dark Souls. Okay. Because of the world you're in, because it's, I, I hold true to all the time. This is one of the few games I don't necessarily need to play with people and it's a co-op game there are games like gears of war mm-hmm. i don't really want to play that one by myself yeah, that sucks halo not in love with playing it by myself i had to because they didn't fucking release a co-op mode and i didn't want to see story spoilers right but this one there's something about being by yourself in these incredibly depressing gaunt gothic settings and okay. discovering things on your own. And that's one of the amazing things about Elden Ring is that when you get into it, you you get a little further and further and further. And they introduced some things from Sekiro in the way that combat and stealth has now been introduced and also maneuverability. In all the other previous souls up until Sekiro, you could not jump. You can jump now. You can double jump on your horse, Torrent, who you don't Ooh. whistle to call. Well, you do whistle to call him, but you use an item and he just appears next to you teleports in and out oh wow so you don't have to walk away from your horse and just leave him standing there and it's weird he's like a spirit horse specifically and so when i'm when i'm walking along the way and i start hearing a flute playing i'm like okay and i start creeping a little bit and there's a there's a guy playing a flute and i'm like oh okay i mean like he's playing a flute maybe he's cool i walk up to him he puts away the flute gets out a bag of dust and tries to stun me or make me bleed or whatever. I didn't stay in the dust long enough to figure out what he was trying to do to me. Um, why? Because he blasted through with a fucking dagger coming at my throat. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> to which I'm jumping back and trying my hardest to cast a spell fast enough. <laughs> nice. Yes, nice is right. So, um, without a doubt, the best from from software game. Because the coolest things about those games is is finding the new place turning a corner and finding something interesting when i heard the voice of a fucking siren singing it was a wonderful voice and i get closer and closer and i see this and i see her head above a bush and i'm like oh cool and i get closer and closer and she's surrounded by bats i'm like what the fuck she got a bat body nice and i get a little closer to be like are you an npc can i talk to you she was not an npc no she did not want to talk to me no so a little a little weird because she went from seeing beautiful opera to like, <laughs> flying at me. But that's, Fucking harpy! Yeah. Um, in this massive, massive map, massive world, um, basically to, to provide expansion to the From Software platform formula before um, is absolutely hands down the best it's been. I don't feel like it's new enough for the same reason we aren't calling Forbidden West a flawless 10 out of 10. Right? Yeah. Breath of the Wild was a 10 out of 10. It just was. Yeah. In the way that expanded gameplay, it expanded 
open world adventure seeking um um the verticality of that game and i guess i get picky because as someone who like plays every game and like really tries to think about these things from a game design aspect there are things like i thought splatoon was that was totally new ahead of its time i thought i thought splatoon changed shooters for good in the way that it's a shooter but you have an objective to complete not just to go out and fucking shoot each other and kill each other which is every fucking shooter game right i thought titanfall adding all of its parkour and the titan aspect to it created just all kinds of new like you know um um tiers of gameplay yeah options to go about your game titanfall is i think one of the most underrated fucking games of our generation just in the way that it is not it is just a whole new experience it's something fun it's something you can't get anywhere else elden ring and forbidden west we can get that someplace else hypothetically so it's cool that across the board everyone fucking loves Elden Ring and for good reason Mm -hmm. you know it just to me is is just kind of weird that that you know we're not finding anyone who doesn't like the game because they like from software games does that make sense yes a lot of people have played these games and like these games so we don't really have an objective view at least of any personality and those personalities and those reviewers are the ones that end up on Metacritic Okay. So um, there's been a lot of hype behind this game. I will say the story is nice and new. Um, It is not the same. It's still a dour after apocalypse. That's how all these games end up in terms of like story wise. But the writing, you can see George R.R. Martin's influence in the writing, which I'm not sure if you knew that. That was one of the first things they announced. He came in to collaborate on the story with them. Oh, that's good for him considering he's still got to write a sixth fucking book. And a seventh. Shithead. He's literally trying to do everything but <laughs> yeah, you know, fucking dude, Game of the Thrones. the clock is ticking. Finish the goddamn ice and fire. Fuck. Please. Oh, thank you. We are literally going to see a second Game of Thrones TV show <laughs> before he finishes the fucking books. Anyways, we're not here to talk about that. Uh... uh so anyway, I did come in to just shit on Elden Ring. I came in to shit on the hype of Elden Ring. Um, just because I'm playing it and don't get me. I'm a fucking huge fan. I fucking love this game. I think it's the best from software has ever been tens across the board. Sure. Because it's again, it's the best these games have ever been 98 on Metacritic. That makes sense. Don't mistake this game for a breath of the wild. Okay. You know, um, and maybe that's kind of the, the suit we're seeing as you talk about Forbidden West. And you're saying all these things that I'm just kind of like, this sounds just literally like new gameplay elements that they're trying to include in a way that may, that is revitalizing the open world games, mm-hmm. making them less fatiguey, less bored, mm-hmm. less boring, um, and really revitalizing some of these, basically the genre of open world, whether it be with RPG you know, concepts and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which is fun. Um, so again, every time there's a from software game, they try to, it feels like this is what they wanted in the last game and how they improve things. And it, um, another thing they took from Sekiro was weapon arts. It's not a skill tree, but you can purchase weapon arts, which is essentially a new mode you can attach to a weapon you have and you can interchange them. So with a, uh, sword, I can, there is a sword stomp. 
there is which will is a ground pound in front of my enemies which will stun them mm-hmm. there is um a parry mechanic with a shield which has always been a thing but now you can change that secondary function to a um a bigger shield okay um and it's hard to remember and know all these because i'm playing a sorcerer i don't have access to a lot of these these things because i'm not i haven't spent a lot of time with them per se because i'm really more focused on sorceries which they start you with two, and then you have to find the rest, ah. which is, again, another amazing aspect of the world exploring in these games. Yeah. I love being a tiny little person in a massive, massive fucking place, yeah. you know, and again, seeing the scenery, being on the ground floor, seeing these fucking five fucking castles in the background and, you know, looking at like Hogwarts Tower right there and going, I'm going to I'm going to get literally to the top of that from where I'm at yeah. right now. I'm going to find out what's in that fucking tower. Yeah. It's not just scenery. It is the world you're in. Yeah. So again, with the the um Ashes of War, they are absolutely changing up combat in the game and making it a lot less okay, it's gonna take a fucking second. And it's hard to say because I wanna say it definitely has increased the gameplay loop. And I guess what I'm afraid of is like falsely advertising that like oh Elden Ring is easier oh you can come in and play it now this is like especially to you because Mm -hmm. this is my podcast with you I might be talking to them but I'm especially talking to you about this I don't want you to think this isn't going to be an Elden like this isn't going to be a Dark Souls game when you get in the first boss is going to fucking kick your ass a lot he kicked my ass a lot okay but in the way that it's accessible um, the game is so popular right now summon signs would go down on the ground and pop up so fast that I couldn't get anyone to the point that I was like, fine, I'll go in. I got a new item, which is called the summoning bell and the ashes to go with it. You can summon ghosts of people you fought in the world to go in with you. Nice. So I got out my three wolves. Didn't go so well. Uh, There's a a mob of village people. Not so good. A, a, A mage from that village. Not so good. But I got out a jellyfish. Who floats in the air and shoots shoots poison. Distracted my boss long enough, along with the summonable NPC who I talked to. She offered her services when I went to fight him. She was her summon sign was there because you can summon NPCs as okay. well as from there. So um, I summoned her and I used my little bell as soon as I walked in the door. Used a lot of mana, but I refilled my mana gauge. And then I was able to keep him well distracted while I bombarded him with fucking spells. Until he died, barely. But I also had to get out my kukri knives, which inflicted bleed, because I noticed bleeding tend to affect him a little better. Yeah. So a lot of these bosses, too, despite the fact that they're gigantic, they're fucking flying at you, you, they can be parried as well. This is not a tactic I could try out, because I went for a sorcery build. I do not get close to them, because they will kill me in one hit. And that is it. With people who can take two or three hits, they have the time to go in and be like, maybe I can deflect this. And they do. And it stuns the monster. They hit him. And then it takes out a quarter or a third of his health. Yeah. Still fun. And especially because people can inflict Ashes of War, which is something I did playing with Joe a little bit. We were doing some mini dungeons together. And he was pairing a uh, basically a Kratos knockoff. He had a big old hammer on a chain that he was like throwing at us. And uh, while I was shooting my spells from afar, he figured out how to not only parry this motherfucker, it would block him, stun him, he would hit the ground with the parry, but then he had Ashes of War, which is, um, what was it, a storm stomp? 
and okay. he ground pounded the motherfucker <laughs> while nice. he was on the ground. Nice. <laughs> With a couple of combos like that, we put down the boss real quick. It just, again, in normal from software Dark Souls gameplay style, you have to kind of memorize the way that they operate. Okay. And then hit them. All right. So I should go back to Dark Souls eventually. No. You okay. should you should start with Elden Ring. Go to Elden Ring. When you have an idea of the way the game works, you should have a better time of Dark Souls. Okay. Dark Souls 3. And honestly, I would never send you back to Dark Souls in the first place. I would I would suggest Dark Souls 3 more okay. than anything. So, the remastered edition is cool and stuff, but it is definitely the the least linear of all of those games. Okay. Is Dark Souls. All right. So, Elden Ring is truly what it's supposed to be in the way that you can go fucking anywhere. Me playing with um, Adam, Joe, Gabe, Gage, we're all talking about it. And not one of us has gone the same fucking direction or done the things in the same order. Nice. And that is something that makes it truly special. Makes it the coolest from software game. Nice. And it's also the same conversation that I'm sure we would have about Forbidden West. And it was the same conversation we were having when we were all playing Breath of the Wild at the same time. Yeah. Already been done. Yeah. This is not revolutionary. I, <sighs> but is it Dark Souls formula at its best? Absolutely. Elden right. Ring? Fucking oh my god. This is my favorite of all these games. So much. Yeah. And I'm so excited for a second playthrough as a strength dex build so I can take some fucking hits. And I can <laughs> use use these ashes of war, find these gigantic weapons that look so fun to swing, but they'll be slow. Yeah. And you can't hit them from afar with a big old fucking hammer, can you? No. But you know what I can do? I can summon three fucking rocks out of the ground that will home in on these motherfuckers. <laughs> kick their ass. Nice. While they're distracted at the fucking skeletal dogs that I just sent out to distract. Nice. It's good shit. Excellent. So Elden Ring, really where it's at um, for these. And again... Far more accessible. Get it for PS5. I can get on. I can help you with the bosses, and you'll see what I mean by the exploration and how it goes. Okay. 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 I'll and get there eventually. Don't go sorcery. I'll get there eventually. You'll get there eventually. You know, once once I'm once I'm all the way through the west. Yeah, get through the west first. Get through the west. Get through the west first. But that's kind of the thing that I appreciate about Breath of the Wild, and that how groundbreaking it was, is mm -hmm. that it it lent to the formula of this is how you do open world to keep it from getting boring and keep it from being fatiguing and people lose interest in your game. Breath of the Wild broke the ground there so that it's like, well, you could do it like this and people will be playing your game for years to come. Yes. And that's what I appreciate about these types of games in their similarity to Breath of the Wild is mm -hmm. that if the story is there, mm -hmm. then I can go forever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's I can't do that with like Grand Theft Auto Three nope. or you know any of those old open world games. It's just kind of like, all right, you know what? The formula's here. Got it done. Boom. Yeah. That's not. There's so many different ways of going with the formula mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in all of these games that it's just like you could start to finish, have a completely different experience. Yes. Because of how it's arranged. Absolutely. So. Very and happy about that. Again, in the way of like also approach, something mm -hmm. else they've done um, is like adding the stealth. I can take a side route to mm -hmm. completely dodge an amount of enemies and go straight to the boss if I want to. Right. Or I can fight my way through all of them, which is not really an option for me because of my fucking right. health bar. Um, and it's, again, having the options. 
mm-hmm. as someone who plays, which is, again, a thing that Breath of the Wild really fucking introduced, which yeah. is do I want to eat myself over the edge with these fucking physics from my tablet mm-hmm. or my Sheikah Slate, or do I want to hit them head on and fucking destroy these motherfuckers? Right. So many options. Yep. So it's it's these games are really turning into an amalgam of what player choice really should be. And while open world gives you the options to kind of go wherever you want first, it doesn't give you the options of what you can do when you get there necessarily. So let alone give you the option of, because, you know, in Assassin's Creed, you could hypothetically go in head on be better to do it stealth though. Yep. Again, in these other games, you could take them head on. If you've got a fucking, you know, quiver of explosive arrows and spells you want to use, or you can go on the side. Mm-hmm. which could prove just as difficult as the combat. And that's that balance that makes choice important. Yep. Something we love so much. Oh, yeah. So oh, uh, this has been a Breath of the Wild admiration <laughs> podcast. <laughs> where we I just talk about the West. How, I got to get back to the West. Where we I'm talk so about itchy. how these games are not Breath of the Wild. <laughs> they are not. Breath of the Wild does not have a robotic hippo or a robotic warthog or a robotic man. You're not wrong. So thank you for joining us to talk about uh, Forbidden Breath and Elden of the Wild. I'm Daniel. I'm Rich. Go out and play your Elden Ring and your Forbidden West and enjoy yourself and go to Discord. uh, Not Discord, sorry. Go to patreon.com slash excitementinc to help us um, put these podcasts on separate channels. Elden Ring probably would have been much better if it would have been Elden Ring fuckable L.A. Fucking <laughs> You uh, actually know. Uh, you listen to me. You do. There is an NPC at the yeah. round table, which is kind of a hub. Yeah. She in a black dress. Yeah. She says it's kind of forbidden in the lands where I come from. It's kind of taboo. But if you'd like to join me in an embrace, I would give you one. Mm. Might give you a benefit. And then you kneel down, and she pulls you into her bosom. Well, that's how I'm going to spend the first 20 minutes of that fucking game. If you could get there in the first 20 minutes. <laughs> okay. The minute I get there, uh-huh. that's going to be the next, like, 40 minutes okay. of that gameplay. She, deb- she debuffs you, though. I don't care. I would be the weakest bosom snuggler in that whole fucking game <laughs> ever known. Ever known. I'm hitting the button.